Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. Thank you for the cross that you have carried. Thank you for your blood that was shed. You took the weight of sin upon your shoulders and sacrificed your life so I could live. Thank you for the way you've always 
always loved me. And now I get to love you in return. And now I get to love you in return. Good morning, man. It's Pastor Delaney. I pray that all of you are doing great. Um, haven't had a chance to see much of you of late. I've been tied up with some other things, uh, with uh, champions and, and changing a, a little bit of our strategy when it comes to our engagement with the Attorney General. And uh, so it's just been kind of running around a little bit, but uh, not to say that you guys aren't on my heart and in my mind every day. You know, one of the things that we try to instill while you're here at the refuge is that you're going to have a chance to be uh, a world changer. I believe that. Um, sometimes we might look at that and say, well, what am I going to be able to do to change the world? And what I'm talking about is when you can look at the world in terms of your sphere of influence and you're being equipped now while you're in the ministry to begin to understand what your gifting is what your potential is, what the future that God has uh, poured into you and has, has uh, designed you for. Um, sometimes when we can kind of get that under uh, an idea that God is using this time in the refuge not just to get me sober, not just to get me clean, not to just get my driver's license back, not just to get some things accomplished that I need to get accomplished, but perhaps he's equipping you to prepare you to step out in faith and start to make an amazing change and an impact on the world and the sphere of influence that you will have going forward. And sometimes we'll look at uh, our time here at, at Refuge and we'll say, you know, this was kind of all about uh, getting myself squared away just so that I could survive. But that's not the case at all. The time that you're spending here is you're being equipped so that you can thrive that you can step in and, and be a, a more alive and amazing catalyst for uh, change in your communities, for spreading the gospel, for bringing others into a place of relationship with the Lord. Remember, you're here being discipled and discipling others, and that process in itself is world-changing. It may just change the world of a friend that you've got back home, to change the world of, of that spouse that you had neglected for so long while you were uh, on, the, on this train of addiction. And so my encouragement to you, to you today is don't look at your time with us strictly as I got to get better. Start to look at it in the, at that while I'm getting better, I'm being equipped for the next amazing thing that God has for me. And that might be a problem that's right in front of you. And it might be something that you need to wade into and decide today to serve into. Because most of the time we will find that calling on our life, we'll find that place where we can begin to make the most change in something that we see in front of us that we find to be unacceptable. That we find a problem that's right there in our sphere of influence and we sit there and go, man, this can't continue. Why? Because I have an answer to help pour into it because I have a relationship with the Lord and because I have what he's equipped me with, I'm going to use my gifting and what he's uh, equipped me with to, to step into that space and to start to make a difference in that space. And so I want you to walk with confidence today, men, that uh, your time here just isn't about uh, you. This is about what God has in store for you and to do through you as you get ready 
for whatever that next chapter in life uh, that God may be writing for you after you're done here with us at Refuge. And so I just uh, encourage you to grab a, a hold of a particular scripture today when you're thinking about what it is that I could potentially be or what it is that I could potentially wade into or what it is that I could potentially start to make amazing change to as I'm being equipped here at the refuge. What am I getting prepared for? Go to Ephesians 3, and in verse 20 it talks about how the Lord has something that is beyond your dream or beyond your imagination of what he can do and what he wants to do is he just doesn't want to do that as a grandiose uh, display of him around you he wants to begin to equip you that you because in you is him in you are these things that he has planted there he wants you to be able to see that God through you can do things that you never could have imagined or you ever could have dreamed and so never sell yourself short with that, guys, is that you are being equipped today while you're here to be world changers, to be folks that are going to make such a difference in the communities that you serve. So keep that in mind when the day starts getting a little dreary or the routine starts to get too routine or you start to get a little discouraged. Remember, I'm being equipped today for something that God has imagined in me that I could never have imagined for myself and that I'm getting ready to step into an amazing destiny that's going to change the world around me if I just allow God to work in me, through me, in the way that he's designed me. Guys, have a great day. I appreciate each one of you. Be praying for you today. Take care. September 13th. Today, our New Testament reading will be from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. As Paul planned his trip to Corinth, he envisioned the different kinds of people that he would meet there. The disobedient, that was one group. Why would God's people want to disobey him and create problems for Paul and grief for the Lord, not to speak of problems for their church? disobedient children must be dealt with, and Paul intended to be a faithful and loving father. Another group was the disqualified. Some church members have never been born again, and that is why they create problems. Paul urges us to examine our hearts to be sure we are in the faith. And the other group was the devoted. These are the true believers, the true brothers and sisters in the Lord, the set-apart ones, the saints, the people who love one another and promote the peace and purity of the church. They are the mature ones in the fellowship who encourage spiritual growth. Well, there are three groups there, the disobedient, the disqualified, and the devoted. To which group do you belong? And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. September 13th. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. This is the third time I, Paul, am coming to visit you, Corinthians. As the scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established 
by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who had been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I again warn them and all others, just as I did before, that this next time I will not spare them. I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak in His dealings with you. He is a mighty power among you. Although He died on the cross in weakness, He now lives by the mighty power of God. We too are weak, but we live in Him and have God's power, the power we use in dealing with you. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is really genuine. Test yourselves. If you cannot tell that Jesus Christ is among you, it means you have failed the test. I hope you recognize that we have passed the test and are approved by God. We pray to God that you will not do anything wrong. We pray this not to show that our ministry to you has been successful, but because we want you to do right even if we ourselves seem to have failed. Our responsibility is never to oppose the truth, but to stand for the truth at all times. We are glad to be weak, if you are really strong. What we pray for is your restoration to maturity. I am writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal harshly with you when I do come. For I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to build you up, not to tear you down. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Rejoice! Change your ways. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other in Christian love. All the Christians here send you their greetings. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Sean Johnson, uh, going to phase three today. Just uh, so want to tell you guys a little bit about me. I uh, came into the refuge. Um, I was life was in total chaos. I was desperate. Had nothing left. Lost my my kids. Lost my wife. Um, and I was just totally hopeless. Now, uh, since I've been here five months, um, God's blessed me with peace, patience, understanding of people. And uh, those are things that I'm not willing to give up at this point. I'm very grateful to be here. Thankful for the pastors, Pastor Doug, Pastor Mike. You guys are awesome. Thankful for brothers like Alex Broom, Josh Stevenson. I love you guys. Mike Ward, I don't know what I'd do without you, bro. But I love you guys, and I'll see you soon. Psalm 57, verses 1 through 11. This psalm and Psalm 142 are cave psalms that can give you great encouragement. In his uh, great reference chapter-by-chapter Bible commentary, Warren Wiersbe says, Your own cave may be a sick room, a difficult place of ministry, or even a home where there is tension or trouble. If you do what David did, you will experience peace and victory even in the cave. David's faith transformed his cave into a holy of holies, and his confidence was not in the rocks, but under his wings— In spite of sharp teeth, nets, and pits, David was sure of God's help. His desire was not just to escape, but to exalt the Lord. In fact, when he awakened the next morning, he picked up his harp and began singing praises to God. The lesson for you and me, trust Him, exalt Him, sing praises to Him. This approach worked for David in his cave. And it will work for you in your cave. Psalm 57, verses 1 through 11. The choir director, a psalm of David, regarding the time he fled from Saul and went into the cave to be sung to the tune, Do Not Destroy. Have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until this violent storm is past. I cry out to God Most High, to God who will fulfill His purpose for me. He will send help from heaven to save me, rescuing me from those who are out to get me. My God will send forth His unfailing love and faithfulness. I am surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey, whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows, and whose tongues cut like swords. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. My enemies have set a trap for me. I am weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. My heart is confident in you, O God. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my soul. Wake up, O harp and lyre. I will waken the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, in front of all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. 
May your glory shine over all the earth. Proverbs 23, verses 9 through 11. Don't waste your breath on fools, for they will despise the wisest advice. Don't steal the land of defenseless orphans by moving the ancient boundary markers, for their Redeemer is strong. He Himself will bring their charges against you.
listening to today's edition of Transformation Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you all have a good day today.